Hello, and welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Lydia, and I am stepping in for Nick here to give you a little bit of an intro. Otherwise, you would be saying that he is what we call our Game Master. And you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real-play Pokemon tabletop united RPG podcast. And what are the names of the players and their characters? Well, Paul plays Charlie, insert something funny here, Pine. Michael plays Professor Sneeze, and I'm Lydia, and I play Liliana. Probably, as you already remember from the last episode here, we are trying something a little bit different with some of our longer episodes where we're cutting them down into two, just to make it a little bit more bearable for you as the listeners and for us as the editors. (laughs) So, without further ado, one, two, three... So where are you going right now? Inform. You head over to the farm area. Um, as you approach, you can see things. Remember, it's uh, shading into summer at this point, so there's definitely uh, crops in the ground. Things are going up. Can I get perception? Yeah, perception checks from everyone. Five. Perception is atrocious. (laughs) Thirteen. Eighteen. In perception. As you're approaching, you can definitely see there are crops going in and uh, everything's being planted. Uh, Things are starting to grow. Uh, At this point, it seems like they've got more of a grain type area here that's more this kind of uh, tundra-esque, but not really like high step area, so it's not the most fertile ground, but it's enough that you can kind of grow grains and those things. Uh, Professor Sneeze, you don't notice it as much. You're kind of looking through through, uh, the area, but Liliana and especially Charlie, you can see areas, especially along the edges, near. it's more like plains and and some slight hills there, so that it borders. And you can see the areas there, it definitely seems like there have been places that have been kind of beaten back or trampled and then re- uh, put together, so something's definitely been at the crops, but not at the crops in the same way as eating them, but almost just going after them. Um, but even there, those are those patches are indistinct, and some of them go deeper in, so it's not like something started at the edge of the field and went to destroy inwards. It's like something just decided to attack that part of the crop, and that part of the crop, and that part of the crop, kind of moving in a line, or in, in kind of odd places. Uh, can I get a general education check from whoever wants to do it? So, like, you know how cats will, like, like, if you have, like, feet under a blanket, they'll attack it, they'll attack it somewhere else, they'll attack it somewhere else? <laughs> that sounds exactly what just happened. 23. Charlie rolled a 7. Let's go through the Professor Sneezes. I rolled a 2. I don't know. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, so, uh, Liliana, this might be the first farm you've ever seen. What is all this green stuff? And you've been on the pine pine farm, <laughs> uh, which is more of a ranch than a farm at this point. Well, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, Charlie, you're like your parents never grew much in the way of uh, grains and things, so this isn't much for you. Professor Sneeze, it's been uh, you've been in the, grown up in the D region all your life outside of Ratu. People are fairly self sufficient, especially yep. in the Charlie Sanctuary area. So you've seen farms. You've seen bigger farms, smaller farms. One thing you catch is the rows in this farmland are very, very, very straight and even. Mm. Too straight and even for man or Pokemon powered 
actions. Like this is this is very very unnaturally straight and well set up and there's and so you are the one who is not surprised when you get in sight of the farmhouse and you see uh, within the barn area some brand shining new like machinery tractors. Even looking at it, you can see that some of the uh, sections of the farmland have been expanded slightly from what you can see there, as though they were able to get to more of it this year than any year before. Uh, so, Liliana, oh, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, just a quick question. So with the tractors, there's mechanized vehicles in this world? Uh, this is a new thing. Well, you guys rode a bus down to the Restful Fjord in, oh. in episode one. And so that's kind of a rare thing. That 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 was a new, rather new things that everyone could get to wrestle VR to start their Pokemon adventure. This is one of the new mechanized vehicles. This is a novelty. Cool. Liliana, you also feel a one of your Pokeballs is moving at your waist. I uh, release. Grunge comes out. Hey dude, what's up? Uh, Grunge just kind of whines, his uh, ears drooping. Hey, are you feeling sick? What's wrong? Not good here. What do you mean, bud? Need to be here, but not good. Not not friendly. Not right. We should check it out. Charlie looks to his left. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, you see our fields. Professor Snee sends out Archie. Archie, come on out. Help us out. Let's see what there is to to see. Uh, Archie, which at least kind of looks over, looks at the uh, things, goes efficient. Yes, I noticed that too. But something's wrong with them, right? That's my experience. Okay. Well, let's keep our eyes peeled here, Archie. So we should we should talk to somebody, I think, right? Liliana is also going to turn to Ruse and be like, "What do you think? You notice anything weird?" Ruse, uh, what does Ruse look like at the moment again? She looks like the little girl that they first met in the forest. I keep forgetting that she's along with you guys, just kind of ghosting. <laughs> I, I feel like most of the time she stays hidden, except every once in a while she she shows herself to a passerby just to freak them out. That's her entire Yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> and, and she kind of looks... It's very strange to see a little girl sniff the air. She doesn't, <laughs> and she kind of shrugs at you like... Uh, Charlie, just to get her back into an episode, uh, asks uh, Katana what what her thoughts are on the the area. Katana is kind of tapping one blade against her chin and looking over the mechanized vehicles. Like Charlie pats her on the head and uh, says, "Maybe I'll leave you uh, over there to check those things out while we're uh, taking care of this stuff." You pat her on the head once, and the second time you hit the tip of the blade. And then you keep talking, and the tip of the blade slowly goes away. She's so friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you guys head up to the farmhouse, knocking in there. Uh, you meet kind of an uh, younger, kind of trending toward middle age, so youngish couple uh, who are there with their family. Uh, most of their family's kind of out uh, exploring, doing different things like the younger kids. And they explain to you that, yeah, there's been, for the past couple of weeks or so honestly they, they didn't notice it as much at first but ever since planting and everything has gone in they've uh, started noticing things going missing from the house and uh, things broken where they shouldn't be doors open that were shut before and it's just escalated and escalated until eventually their crops started getting attacked and uh, things have been over overcome and, and it was only about three days ago when their youngest was out and saw a shape. It was a purplish, uh, purplish, pinkish shape 
with what they said was black hair or so, or fur or something like that at the top of its head running through the area and kind of moving through there. So they know something is going on. With Can I roll a Pokemon Ed based on the description? Yes. You can also roll an occult education check based on the description. That's a lot of fours. 27 Pokemon Ed. 27 Pokemon Ed, okay. I got six for Pokemon Ed. <laughs> and uh, Charlie got an 18 for uh, Occult. You said six for Pokemon Ed? Yes. <laughs> Liliana does know what this is. Uh, Professor Sneeze, uh, you know, like the pinkish purplish shape, something mentioning imps, the skulking around, things happening that are causing annoyance and bothers. All of that sounds like something from the Impidimp family which Impidimp are dark fairy types, um, well-known for causing destruction. They actually uh, feed on negative energy, specifically annoyance Impidimps do. And so they cause <laughs> problems in order to eat, essentially. The issue, though, is that mention of long black hair. Impidimps don't have long hair, mm. but their evolved form, Morgrim, do. So it's more likely hmm. that this is a Morgrim rather than an Impidimp. Hmm. Charlie, this thing with a Morgrim or Morgrims around there, fires something that you remember. Impidimp and Morgrim are told in stories. They deal, like, you know, it's uh, they'll attack you or they'll bother you. There's the story of the Impidimp that was tormenting a child until the child finally lashed out so that it could feed on it with the idea of learning patience and understanding and everything there, um, but Morgrim have a couple other things, and one thing that reminds you that just seems out of place here is Morgrim are believed to be able to make crops grow. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes there were stories and things of working with them or in some terms with them in order to have good harvests. And uh, Grunge through this time still looks very despondent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, Charlie, yeah, Charlie relays that and says, um, well, or maybe I wait for Professor Sneeze to say his thought. Yeah, Professor Sneeze basically shares, it sounds like an impidimp or possibly a Morgrim based on that description. Pretty mischievous Pokemon. I remember some stories about those, and like, um, I think impidimps, they like want to annoy you because that's how they like fill their tummies. But like, Morgrim, I thought they actually were supposed to help crops grow and so like that's kind of weird because don't you think that there'd be more of like helping things here and making it get better at least that's the story that i've heard about hmm. I, I think i'm going to roll an intuition for professor sneeze go right ahead with a dc that i'm setting for myself okay because i don't know whether so it's an intuition it's it's a <laughs> it's an intuition to detect the player's thoughts. <laughs> um. <laughs> Tread carefully. <laughs> uh, well, because I don't know if my thoughts are actually correct. And so, like, I want to, I, I don't want you to just tell me the answer. Professor Sneeze is making an intuitive leap, and you want to see if it's justified. Yes. Um, well, okay, there are at least three sixes and a five in there, so I'm not even going to tally that up. That's at um, least 23. So, mm-hmm. yep. Or probably 25 if you guys more, two more dice. Okay. 
there's a two and a three in there too. What so. are you thinking, Professor? I, I'm going to base this on Professor Sneeze's um, history in Trilathon Sanctuary, okay. and um, it, I'm wondering if I can piece this all together. How how long ago did you get that newfangled uh, farming mechanical? Whatchamacallit. Oh, you saw those, did you? Oh, those are fresh off the market. We managed to get them just before planting this year. Uh, this year, this year. This is a new, um, mm-hmm. I, and what, uh, what uh, would you say those things are made out of? Irregular steel. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that you might have some Morgrim who, uh, or more, oh, maybe one Morgrim, maybe more, I don't know. But, uh, some Morgrim who liked helping out uh, on your farm and, and getting your crops to grow, and now you've brought in this invading machinery, mechanical monstrosity, and it has taken offense at that, and is upset, and thought it had a nice friend here. I see you've heard the stories, but I'm sure that's only rumor and happenstance. <sighs> well, we'll look into it, but if I'm right, that's Egg on your face. Execute on your face. <laughs> Grunge is kind of sniffing around and moving towards the front of the house to us. Or actually moving kind of around to the back area. Liliana Falls. You make it around there to see uh, Grunge digging furiously at the dirt at one corner of the house. This is our... Lo- get, get, call back your growlers. Stop be digging up our, our yard. Come on. We're helping. Let him do his thing. He's a detective. He's a detective. This is an ongoing investigation. <laughs> <laughs> Same wavelength. Yes. <laughs> nice. Give me a social check of of some sort to convince them this, because at the moment you've kind of accused them of antagonizing the local Pokemon, and then told them not to have uh, to let a Growlithe dig up their yard. Justify that social check with what you're saying or doing. Uh, Charles rolled a 22 in charm. Okay. Woo! Hey, folks. Like, I, I get how this works. Like, I'm I'm from the Pine Ranch uh, originally down down over there, uh, to the south of Landsmeet, and like, you, you know, you gotta have a good balance and with uh, the the local Pokemon. Otherwise, they're not gonna they're not gonna do well for you. Now, you know, I uh, I heard some stories about these Morgrim and and the Impidimp, and so Charlie even goes into like a tale that they've probably heard, like you know they they're familiar with the stuff, and just like, uh, but he says it so charismatically and so convincingly that hopefully they pick like they're like maybe there's something to this, and they they let him go ahead, they let Grunge go ahead. They don't necessarily agree with you. In fact, uh, the woman, the lady of the house, immediately goes. Uh, no, like we said, this is just happenstance. Those stories are just stories. That's not how the world works. There isn't that kind of... I know there's all these Pokemon and things in the area, but these this is... We're going into the realm of fairy tales. And now... Yes, and now you'll see the chicken scratch that started it all. And you see that uh, Grunge has sat back panting and pleased with himself for a bit. And under he's unearthed some of the stones uh, underneath on the house. And in with the stone area, you can see lines and marks cut into one of the stones. Pokemon or general? Probably general in this case. Or to be any cult. You could try an occult. Uh, Charlie, uh, before it is an occult, though, like he pulls out his Pokedex and shows him like, "You want to see some fairy tales?" 
You see this? And he points at uh, uh, the Pokedex entry for Giggles. That, that's one of my best buddies there. She, so, like, the, the boogeyman? Yeah, she, she's real, so, like... I really wish I would have brought her. Man, I had space on my team. And See, I just kids, didn't... the boogeyman is real. <laughs> Trilithon Sanctuary is the habitat of Yarmahaha. People don't know about them outside of Trilithon Sanctuary. She looks at you like, what? Sounds like you guys just need a good invasive species. <laughs> yeah. 21. In a cult, Charlie is also going to score a 21. Uh, Charlie... You recognize this as, uh, from some of the books, this is uh, the ancient mystic script that people use in older books and things there. You don't know how to read it, but obviously these scratches are like the ancient mystic script there. Professor Sneeze, this is uh, Middle Chan. Mm. It fell out of favor and out of use more than 200 years ago. And there are not very many people who could translate it, but it is definitely a language. And it is definitely a, a writing of some sort. This, there's a message on this. Arch, Archie, can you take a crack at this? Do you know what it says? Archie, uh, uh, roll me a general education check for Archie. Why is this general education so terrible? It shouldn't be. He has a 1d6. No, no as an archetype, as, as the archive, his uh, general education check has... 3d6 in all education, 4d6 in general education. I, I had that note written yep. up in the notes section, not in the skills section, because that would throw yep. off the formula. Like. Anyway, here we go. The feng shui. That was good. All right, here we go. I didn't like that number, so I rolled it again. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, 14, general ed. 14. Uh, Archie looks at it and says, three hours. Three, three hours? We'll translate in three hours. Oh, it'll translate in three... Uh, what time is it right now? Walking out there, making it there, it's been, it's about five or six at this point. So it's the summertime, but you're also farther mm. north and more colder time. So closer to seven or eight is is nightfall. Closer to eight. Sounds good. We'll wait. So, so you're saying he'll be able to trans translate it probably right when the Impidim slash Morgrim are going to... Come out and do their shenanigans. Uh, maybe a little after that, yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, just yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie's got a hand in this, doesn't she? <laughs> it's because I was crossing player and character knowledge, wasn't it? I was playing a game across the barrier of fiction. You just get her hand slapped. <laughs> she did. She just slapped her hands. <laughs> Double slap isn't on my move list. But... Get you a TM. Oh, not... I was going to say, but it is on Archie's, but no, that's double <laughs> hit, not double slap. While you guys cover up this hole here, we'll go survey the rest of your farm. Great okay. idea. Actually, yeah, Charlie did want to roll, uh, like, do a perception check to see, like, yes. if there's anything that he noticed, like, particular foot patterns or anything along those lines. So that he can... Yeah. Definitely. So can we can... figure out more or less, like, where these things might appear? Absolutely. Uh, Liliana, give me a perception check for grunge. Actually, an intuition check for grunge. Uh, and if his, and oh. if his intuition... Let me look at it. If his intuition is the baseline, it should not be because he is the... So right now, in his intuition is 2-6. Uh, roll 3d6 for him. Okay. Actually, make it four, because he's the archetype of love and loyalty, so his intuition should be high. 
we've we've been relying on it quite a bit. So sixteen. Sixteen. All right. Uh, Grunch is sitting for a bit, and then uh, he gets up and he starts trotting away in a different direction. Liliana falls. Okay. Can I get the perception checks uh, from mm-hmm. Charlie and Professor Sneeze? Give me another Pokemon education check to kind of track down where it is, and then I'll get to what uh, Liliana is seeing with following Grunt as well. 25. Okay. 21 in perception. 21 perception, 25. All right. Charlie first tracking it through, you kind of catch that they are coming from more of the Rolling Hills area to the west. Um, That area starts heading more towards desert, but at this point it's still more Rolling Hills. And that area, that seems to be where they're coming from. So outside of town to the west and moving in. Professor Sneeze, from that, you're fairly certain they live within one of those hills. It's going to be fairly Mm. well guarded, fairly well put together. Another thing that Charlie finds is a very, very, very long black hair. And when he picks it up, it wraps itself slowly around his arm. Oh no! He's able to take it off quickly, but it's moving like that. Professor Sneeze, Morgrim hair usually doesn't grow that long and isn't that movable so long after being removed from the host. There's at least one Grim Snarl, which is the evolved form of Morgrim. And they are powerful. This just got serious! Liliana, you follow Grunge uh, as he's kind of making his way around and sniffing from place to place as he's going, and he eventually gets to a plot of uh, land that's set aside a little bit. It's right at the top of a hill, kind of overlooking the rest of the fields and area. There's a large tree there that's uh, there and has its leaves providing shade there. And underneath at the roots of the tree, you see a small mound with a small stone marker on the top of it. And a larger mound, but it's got like a stone marker on the top of it. And uh, you realize at this point that uh, the farmer, the man has been kind of following you through this. And he says, so that's, that's grandpa. He passed away last winter, old age. Old age, and so natural causes, but he always wanted to uh, buried here with his farms. And Grunge hmm. kind of looks pointedly at it and then back at you. Yeah, he was really attached to the place, Grandpa. Always out, first one out in the fields. Everyone, even before planting, he was out and ready to go. And last one to leave for it. Was there anything that he did differently or any like specific type of farm thing that he was adamant about doing that you guys don't do anymore? Give me a charm check. <laughs> That's gonna be bad. Uh, can I have Grunch do that instead? <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> I'm sure his is gonna be much better than mine. <laughs> his charm should be 46 as well. Woo! 18 for charm. There was something, he kept telling me that there was something he wanted me to go out with him for. Uh, he said he was going to get it to me this next spring for coming out the first thing in the fields. And he always brought with him, well, you can see it there. And actually, uh, you see leaning against the tree there, almost kind of blending in with it, is an old scythe handle with a rusted blade. This hmm. kind of brought, I guess he's getting, he always took that out with him. We, like, we'd gone past that years and years ago. 
but he always took it out for the first thing. He said he had to, you know, test test the ground with it or stake out the ground. He, he, he was never quite sure on it, but it was always something hmm. like that. And you've never tried it for yourself? He's my grandpa. He goes out with a scythe. To, if, if he feels good about testing the ground, that's fine. I mean, I went out and checked the ground as well. That's one I didn't notice, or the, this this last one, but I didn't notice anything different. Plus, we had the we, we, we got the new uh, machinery, and so there wasn't as much to work with there. I was I was more focused on expanding and making sure we had everything set together. Okay, well, I don't get sentimentality or like grandpa stuff. So, do you want to just like? try this thing with the scythe like sometimes old people stuff has like magic in it that we don't get so like i don't know old people sometimes their knowledge is better than ours as much as we hate to admit it just saying <laughs> crunch kind of whimpers and like i don't know if you wanted you to like do something isn't isn't that a thing that like family's supposed to just like do it or something i don't know is that it's like last will and testament for you to yank this scythe and just like stick it in the ground or something sure but he didn't actually say what he was doing he was going to show me this next year endeavor Hmm. can deal with this that will be helpful for us there's still plenty that i have to do even with this mess so please don't ruin our crops any worse and i will go about what i need to do and you can go about what you need to do okay well no promises there but no guarantees (laughs) where'd that sound come from charlie yeah yeah, charlie and professor sneeze aren't there (laughs) he's just yelling that really loud across the field (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) no guarantees (laughs) really good perception (laughs) i i'm gonna look more at the inscription that's on top of the grave Yes, the inscription is going to have exactly what we need to do with the the scythe. Give me a perception check. Just trying everything, Paul. Shut up. <laughs> Twelve. Yes. So you're looking around uh, this. It's just it's a basic. It mostly seems to be just kind of a basic headstone. It has uh, the man's name, date of birth, date of be- death. It looks like this man was uh, nearly a hundred years old. Whoa. When he died. So he Ooh. lived a very, very long life. Not much else, you know, beloved father, grandfather, husband, everything. No secrets on tilling up the earth? No secrets that you see on tilling up the earth. As you're looking through it, Grunge comes next to you and kind of pushes you over to look behind the headstone. Okay. And uh, looking behind there, you see a... Uh, what seems like a withered corn stalk. Hmm. It seems fairly old and withered there, and it doesn't really make sense in the place. It looks like it was placed there deliberately, but hidden behind the headstone. What crops do you guys have planted right now? He left after he said what he was saying, so are you catching up to him? Oh, why? <laughs> well, since he's gone... Um, I was going to try and be polite about this, but since he's gone, I'm going to take the scythe. It is an old rusted scythe. In your hands, This it feels like if you swung this with the intent of hurting someone, it would disintegrate. So <laughs> it's not going to be much in the way of a weapon. It's it's okay. it's old, it's rusted, it's it's there for it, but you, def- you have it with you then. It's not the easiest thing to conceal, so if you're carrying it when he sees you, he'll see it, but... That's fine. Can Charlie and K- Katana go check out Wait. the machinery? Uh, sure. Yes. So uh, Katana's kind of clambering around them, 
getting through the machinery, looking through all those things. They're kind of opening things up to look at the engines. Charlie, these are big and shiny. Ooh. Giant thing. Tractor looks like a combine, so able to kind of cut through things. Uh, plowing up. Uh, Plower. I really should have looked up these more. I'm sad, but uh, yeah. plow. Yeah, plow. But a mechanical <laughs> on everything there. Yes. I thought there was a more specific term for it in terms of mechanical tractors, like with us, but I'm not sure. Anyways. These are newfangled no, machines. <laughs> and yeah, big and shiny. Uh, Katana is definitely interested in them. Yeah, you, you, you're fairly certain she's not going to cannibalize them for parts. Do <laughs> it. Do it. Do it. Charlie. Um. Looks at her and asks, well, is there anything that you can find that, that's worthwhile for investigating the farms, not just for your own personal stash? She just looks at you like, you think I'm here for you? Like, this is interesting to me. You're, you're hitting the full thing of, she, she is the archetype of solitude and creation. Yeah. This is her interests right now, so... Yeah, she, she's certainly looking at, at this machine that's supposed to be used for communal good and going, how can I use this? Yeah, so not much in terms of investigation. These seem to be brand new but regular machines that Katana definitely has an interest in. Check it out. Don't wreck anything up. Leave all the pieces there and come find me when you're done. And he heads back and finds <laughs> uh, Professor Sneeze and Liliana to see if they... so we can c- converse. Yeah, it's getting closer to 7 yeah. o'clock at this point, so... About okay. 7, 7.30-ish. Sneeze has gone back towards Liliana to share the information about the Grim Snarl. Where do you all meet up? Liliana shows him a piece of withered corn husk and the scythe. Like, when he's first walking towards her, she'll, like, swing the scythe out at him and point at him and be like, Stop! Who goes there? Just jokingly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. No reaction yeah. from Sneeze. No, nothing too major, I guess. He just kind of goes with it. He's just used to this by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Liliana. <laughs> so you guys are pooling your resources. It's definitely starting to get dark out. You did not mention where you were going to Charlie's parents, so I'm sure they're wondering, but... <laughs> we're so we're so ungracious. <laughs> oh, that's fine. They're used to this so... by now. Which of my Pokemon have dark vision? Well, Liliana is the darkness herself, so. <laughs> oh. No, but Sneeze has his glow. True. Charlie doesn't have Bernie, so we don't have, like, Fire Starter or anything. Well, I mean, Grunge has that, I think, but. Mm-hmm. No. Mm. He doesn't have Fire Starter. I wish he had Fire Starter, but he doesn't uh, have Fire Starter. Uh, he has Flash Fire. I might be able to teach him Firestarter. Yeah. Uh, if he knew uh, Ember or Flamethrower, there he'd have Firestarter, but uh, his fire move. Fire Fang. Yeah, unfor- Can he just, like, smile really wide and then just <laughs> have a glowing mouth? You know, you, I'm afraid you can't sustain Fire Fang. Aww. <laughs> Look, Charlie, he's a Charizard. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, do we just sit on the edge of the field and just kind of wait? Or facing the hills, probably. Yeah. As Archie is is reading. So are you essentially just lying in wait? Yep. I think so. Much else? Okay. You just yeah you're you're out in the open, not hiding, not moving things around, not releasing any Pokemon or anything. I've got Archie doing his reading. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, Charlie's gonna like Katana's out on her shoulder like she usually is, or hanging out in the sun. And, um, he, he's got, uh, Harry over by him, too. Like, uh, yeah. Harry, come on out. I think you'll, I think you'll do well here overall, buddy. Atlas, come on out. We can, we could use you to, to help hold the line here. 
So I send out Atlas the Shield on, who has not had much action lately. Okay. Question. Possible answer. If I had Atlas use Iron Defense, would that, like, how quickly would that wear off? Fairly quickly, since you're not in combat. Okay, that's fine. Then I won't do anything. I think I'm going to release uh, Mich. Okay. Ruse and Grunge are staying out, but they're probably not going to be in the mix. But anyways... Can everyone give me perception checks, please? Nine for Sneeze. 18 for Charlie. Ooh, I got 19 for Liliana. 12 for Atlas. Um, we'll throw Harry out here, too. Harry rolled a 16. Okay. Night falls. The land grows steadily darker. Sunlight, you're facing west, so the sun is directly in your eyes there and everything. It's like it's darker. It gets darker out. More hidden in the area. Can I get another perception check from everyone? 17. 20 for Charlie. Sneeze and Atlas both got 8. Nice. And for Harry, an 8. Continues to grow darker around you hmm. uh, as the sun sets. Is there, uh, Charlie? You think you see flickers of movement in the hills, but they're hard to trace and follow, and no one else okay. seems to be picking up on it. Can I get a perception check from everybody? Thirteen for Atlas and six for Sneeze. Sixteen for Liliana. I'm gonna roll for 17 for Charlie and 13 for Harry. I'm rolling for Grunge here too. 14 for Grunge. As it gets darker and the shadows creep in, Charlie, you lose sight of those flickers of movement. Not really sure you saw them in the first place. Everything's dark, quiet, and very still. Can I get a perception check from everybody? Can I do have Liliana do perception and stealth? Sure, she wants to hide. Okay. Sneeze got a four, Atlas got twelve. Charlie goes, I'm bored. <laughs> Liliana got twenty-two for perception. Charlie holds a sixteen, he does not see very well in the dark. Grunge got thirteen for perception. Okay. And Harry got a nine. Harry also can't see well in the dark. 24 stealth for Liliana. 24 stealth or 24 stealth? 20 stealth. Okay. Two zero. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that was confusing. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> if you want to do 24 instead of that, then. It actually does matter. Ooh. Because as Liliana decides to hide away from this there, uh, she is the only one who sees the flicker of movements and realizes that four distinct figures with magenta-ish pink upper bodies and light green lower bodies with muscular larger arms with three sharp fingers at the end of them and three toes at the end of their feet uh, having a long pointy nose kind of half-lidded eyes with red pupils and then large bat-like ears and long greasy black hair have crept around you in sort of a semicircle. No, no. At the same moment, stepping with a very deliberate noise, essentially out of shadow, is a much larger Pokemon 
is there. Uh, it is green skinned, but it looks mostly covered in this black hair-like fur, which gives it a bulkier, larger appearance. Large green ears poking out a, a very large pointed nose. Again, those half-lidded eyes with red pupils. Mouth, a mouth that looks basically lipless with large fangs and teeth showing out of it. And then you can see that it has three toes on its feet, but its hands are covered with that, with that hair-like fur. And it steps forward looking directly at Liliana. Oh, no. And the scythe she is holding. And sweeps its gaze over each of you. Charlie and Professor Sneeze and the rest of you, you all can see the Grim Snarl, which has just stepped forward, but none of mm. you see the other figures. And yes, Liliana the Grim Snarl can see you. So And that's where we're gonna end it for today. Ah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapsterradio.org slash Pokemon Dash Rollout, on Twitter at Pokeroll Podcast, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Pokerollout. Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room. As long as you're not a robot, we'll approve your request to join. There you can join in the conversation with creators and fans and become a part of the Pokemon Rollout community. Also, follow our network on Twitter, at Tapster Radio, and check out some of our other great shows at TapsterRadio.org, like Intermission, Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch, Freddy Goes to a Podcast, and Us Play Fiasco. A special thank you to Rocco W. for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles, and feel free to check the show notes for the other music and sound effects used in this episode. Once again, I'm Nick, and you can follow me on Twitter at PokeRollNick. I'm Paul. On Twitter, you can find me at ProfSnag. And as always, come hang out with us in the Facebook tap room as well as our Discord. We're having lots of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet uh, chat right now. And hopefully by the time this episode comes out, we'll be very near the release of Scarlet and Violet. So come talk about it with us there. And I'm Michael. I'm on Twitter at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L. And weren't you going to shout at somebody? Oh my goodness. Yes. And I need to shout out scientifically insane. Yes, you heard that right. We have a patron who is scientifically insane. Thank you so much. <laughs> I hope that this is a healthy sort of insanity um, that <laughs> supports us and uh, it's it's uh, yes, a healthy, healthy sort of insanity. That's what I have to say. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I'm Lydia and you can follow me on Twitter at LAL underscore shadow eight. And also don't forget to check out our Instagram which mm-hmm. is at Pokemon Rollout. And also, too, we've been getting some other fun fan art type things coming in here as well, too. So be sure to check those out on our Instagram. And I would also like to shout out at somebody. So, <laughs> hey, Nathan Hemmelgarn, thank you. Thank you for becoming a patron. Thank you so much for your patronage. We really do appreciate it, and I hope that wasn't too loud in your ears because we'd rather be be happy that you're here and <laughs> happy that you, and hopefully you're happy you're still here, even though I just was very aggressive about my thankfulness. So thank you. I almost shared a typing yes. with this grim snarl. Did you know? But were I fiction and solitude, who would know that I exist? You can follow me on Twitter at behind your eyelid. That's behind your E-Y-E-L-I. If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollout, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you really like us, donate to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash pokerollpodcast, and get some sweet rewards. Special thanks to our patrons. Box Cheese, Dr. Adeno, Andrew Case, Peter Stadmuller, Nathan Jester, DGZ, David Harshman, Tim Jacobson, Eric Lonquist, Dean Frostmage, Michael, Richie Kammer, Kyle Albert, Matt Carlton, Froxus, Taylor Bonforte, Legendary, Ben Ahrens, Askablod, Ursa93, Terry Pfau, Scotty Newton, Chandler Shack, Lance, Andrew Weil, Julia Egan, Huck, Lauren Paulson, Nathan Hemmelgarn, and Scientifically Insane. You guys are awesome and we can't say it enough. We really appreciate all that you, the gentle listeners, do for us. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch ya later. Bye! Bye. Just have to be very decisive with your movements. <laughs> if if Liliana is is using this scythe, does that make her a scyther? <laughs> I think the crickets are coming out on the farm tonight. <laughs> our, our, our jokes have really been cut down. Uh, oh, quality has decreased. No, but uh. All right, there we go. We've all made our bad puns now. Let's get on with the podcast. We used to be a cut above the rest, but let's move along. Uh, anyways, uh. Uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Morgrim have a stealth check. They have the stealth ability, so they don't make sound unless they want to. And they have stealth checks of 4d6 plus 1. Grimmsnarl also has the stealth ability and has a stealth check of 5d6. None of them rolled lower than 17 on their roll. And at that last roll, they got 21. So Lydia rolled a 22 and saw them. But then you rolled a 20 and the Grimmsnarl rolled a 23 to see you. It's okay, they're using up all their good rolls, so uh, next week when we battle them, it won't be so bad. (laughs) Obscurantism and Obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From From our our fancy fancy to to yours. yours.